0: What's the story, everybody? Welcome to this week's On Yard podcast. I'm your host, Lorcan O'Connor, and this week we're going to have something a little bit different. It's going to be a poetry reading, and the poetry that features is that of Nobel Prize winner Pablo Neruda, who was, of course, from Chile. The poem that features is Too Many Names. I hope you enjoy it. Too Many Names by Pablo Neruda Mondays are meshed with Tuesdays and the week with the whole year. Time cannot be cut with your weary scissors and all the names of the day are washed out by the waters of night. No one can claim the name of Pedro. Nobody is Rosa or Maria. All of us are dust or sand. All of us are rain under rain. They have spoken to me of Venezuelas, of Chiles and of Paraguays. I have no idea what they are saying. I know only the skin of the earth and I know it is without a name. When I lived amongst the roots they pleased me more than flowers did. And when I spoke to a stone it rang like a bell. It is so long the spring which goes on all winter. Time lost its shoes, a year is four centuries. When I sleep every night, what am I called or not called? And when I wake, who am I if I was not I while I slept? This means to say that scarcely have we landed into life than we come as if new born. Let us not fill our mouths with so many faltering names, with so many sad formalities, with so many pompous letters, with so much of yours and mine, with so much signing of papers. I have a mind to confuse things, unite them, bring them to birth, mix them up, undress them, until the light of the world has the oneness of the ocean, a generous, vast wholeness. A crepitent fragrance.
1: That was the poetry of Pablo Neruda from his volume Estravagario from 1958. Of course the name was Too Many Names Ironically, the name of the poem. Um, I suppose the poem really captures the poet's frustration with habit and with things being generally accepted as they are, or as they are thought to be, and not being questioned. He makes an argument for the forgetting of names, the forgetting of the accepted norms it's a rebellious poem in certain ways but it's rebellious in the sense that he's not really rebelling against anything he's just making a plea to the reader to see things maybe as they are as they are fresh there's one line towards the end let me see if i can find it um that really stands out i'll pause this for a second it's actually not towards the end it's right in the middle when I sleep every night what am I called or not called when I sleep every night what am I called or not called and it's true really when you go to sleep you, you, you cease to be the person that you think you are in certain senses you don't need to upkeep your appearance you don't need to upkeep your personality you are essentially unconscious when you're asleep Momentarily, for a few hours then he goes on and says and when I wake who am I if I was not I while I slept who am I who am I if I was not I while I slept that's the biggest question of philosophy really is who am I but he blows it wide open If if I was not I while I slept so he poses the question that while we are asleep who are we if we're not i if you are not you when you sleep who the hell are you <laughs> and you can you could say that it's very deep that it's very very complicated and all that kind of thing but he's playing with the idea he's playing with the he's he's o- opening a new door he's saying uh, that you don't you're not necessarily stuck to to the persona that you think that you are you can be reborn every morning if you if you really get with it if you really get into it and really see that our personalities are what they are they're just that they're a character you're a character in the play of life and that character can change and it does change every every couple of weeks you know we're not stuck think about it like if you you act differently or I act differently around my parents than I would around my friends and i'm sure it's the same with you you don't s- use the same kind of language you don't use the same sort of body language um if you are speaking to your boss you would speak completely differently to him or her if uh then you would speak to your best friend it's completely different it's more colloquial maybe it's more uh off the cuff you have a bit of banter with your, fri- your f- with your friend and you just can't have that banter with your boss because she's a bit of a nut <laughs> Um, so that's what he's saying. He's, he's really, really, um, showing you that you, you are naked when you're, when you're asleep. You're, you're back to nothing, essentially. You're back to, to that, that void that gives rise to everything. And he goes on to say that this means to say that scarcely have we landed into life, then we come as if newborn, newborn again every morning. Let us not fill our mouths with so many faltering names. He doesn't want you to define the world. That's a poet's That's, wha- that's really what a poet does is they, they try to redefine the world in such a way that it, w- it, it leaves everything open. It's kind of a, par- a paradox. You're trying to redefine the world with your own language, all the while leaving it open. <laughs> That might sound confusing and a little bit silly, but it is sort of what a poet is trying to do. They're trying to show you show you a different lens to look through. Um, to give you the space to create your own lens to look through. It's like a game of cat and mouse. You keep giving, giving these new avenues and then the other person gets to create their own avenues. That's essentially what a poet wants to do, wants you to look at things differently. Upside down or sideways or whatever. He said, don't go on with all these names, I'm sick of these names, stop naming everything. Leave them as they are and just watch them. With so many sad formalities, with so many pompous letters, with so much of yours and mine. With so much signing of papers, that's the thing that really gets them: So much signing of these papers and this property... That's the basis of all war, really, isn't it? It's property. I think that was ge- what George Carlin said in a in a sketch he did many years ago. Um, this is the comedian from America. is really good. If you if you're interested in the really dirty kind of uh, comedy, he's very very intelligent, very articulate. George Carlin, C A R L I N. Um, he said that that's the basis of all war. It's property. It's that people want things uh, that aren't theirs. Yours and mine. With so much of yours and so much of mine. That's the problem. You're creating a division there. And then he goes on. This is really, this is essentially, this is almost like yoga. Uh, Yoga meaning union. He's trying to bring the world together. I have a mind to confuse things. You see, that's it. He wants to undo your preconceptions, your preconceived notions. And he wants to open you up. I have a mind to confuse things. Unite them. Bring them to birth mix them up undress them until the light of the world has the oneness of the ocean a generous vast wholeness a crepitant fragrance now i looked up the meaning of crepitant that's another word that i didn't know um it's crackling something that's crackling so a crackling fragrance it's really beautiful but a vast wholeness he wants the world to be a vast wholeness wholeness with the oneness of the ocean. That's what he's really going after. It's really interesting. Uh, he has a mind to confuse things. So that there's the... Again, a sort of paradoxical language. He, t- he wants to confuse you, but to unite you at the same time. Um, I, I suppose if you think about like depression, really, essentially what depression is, is the same shit different day. It's the same thing over and over again and nothing changes um if you read any of Camus or if you read um beckett as well um any of it it's it's simply the same thing over and over again nothing changes uh that's how they they describe the depression to de- describe the kind of mood of the post-war europe post-world war Two europe that they were writing in um That's really it. That's what depression is. It's the same thing over and over again. It's this bleakness. Um, I have a recording of Plath. Plath, uh, Sylvia Plath's poem, Elm, done. um, I might do a a segment on that. But uh, she really captures depression as well. But that's, that's what he wants to... That's what Neruda here... That's what he wants to open up. He wants to undo all the things. Because it's not true. I mean, when you're depressed, there is an element of not knowing what the truth is. There is an element of, of a created reality, a created scenario. Now, our s- our life situations obviously can be dire. They can be really quite traumatic and, and uh, really dark, chaotic. But what Neruda here is writing about is, is simply opening that up and opening up your wounds and. Giving you the chance to breathe again, giving you ch- the chance to be reborn, as he as he wrote, to be united with the oneness of the ocean, as he called it. Now Neruda was from Chile, and in my own opinion, I think he's one of the best writers that have ever existed. Uh, certainly of the twenty the twentieth century, um, he was incredible, really, really genuine and open, and and talked about sex, wrote about sex, wrote about. Love, true love, what, what is true love? Wrote about countries and, and communism and all sorts. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, even he goes as far as to say that the countries, countries essentially are a created reality. So he speaks about his own Chile. He says, they have spoken to me of Venezuela's. This is in the second stanza. They have spoken to me of Venezuela's, of Chile's and of Paraguay's. I have no idea what they are saying. I know only the skin of the earth and I know it is without a name. It's really beautiful. Like, like I, kn- I know only the skin of the earth and I know it is without a name. And I suppose if you think about it, what I mean, the earth has been here m- so much longer than we have as human beings, as a, as a species, as sapiens. <laughs> um, the earth has been here so much longer than we have that the names are not the names that we put on, on things and on objects and on, on places are relatively new um, and even given that the names change just like our personalities change um, countries, the sizes of countries, depending on who invades who the countries change names and they change hands and they change their their shape on a map but they don't change their shape in reality if that makes sense to you it maybe maybe it's a bit too (laughs) a bit too heavy but i think this is a really beautiful poem i think it's a poem of freedom it's a poem for it's advocating free thought and free speech it's advocating free freedom of the soul of the of the the female and the male it gives you permission to open yourself it gives you permission to be reborn and it gives you permission to explore more poetry of Pablo Neruda which we will hopefully do in the coming weeks Um, I might do a segment on Neruda's life I need to learn more about him I don't know an awful lot about him his poetry really is the only thing that that I've really explored and, and I'm, I've been really quite impressed with it I suppose sometimes you don't need to know too much about a, a poet's life it's the poetry that really matters if you if you read his poetry or her poetry you get to know her much much deeper and much much that's that's really their truth that's really there m- on the page all the rest of the stuff might be just nonsense so Sylvia Platt's Elm is coming up with the next segment um, many people have done it for Leaving Cert I remember I did it for Leaving Cert it's really quite a powerful poem uh speaks about depression and speaks about really the, the absolute depth of, of, of human suffering. So this poem, uh, we might play it again uh, after this segment. I might play it again after this segment so you can listen to it again. Listen to it over. So Too Many Names by Pablo Neruda. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Too
0: Many Names by Pablo Neruda. Mondays are meshed with Tuesdays and the week with the whole year. Time cannot be cut with your weary scissors and all the names of the day are washed out by the waters of night. No one can claim the name of Pedro. Nobody is Rosa or Maria. All of us are dust or sand. All of us are rain under rain. They've spoken to me of Venezuelas of chilies and of Paraguay's. I have no idea what they are saying. I know only the skin of the earth and I know it is without a name. When I lived amongst the roots they pleased me more than flowers did, and when I spoke to a stone it rang like a bell. It is so long the spring which goes on all winter. Time lost its shoes. A year is four centuries. When I sleep every night, what am I called or not called? And when I wake, who am I if I was not I while I slept? This means to say that scarcely have we landed into life than we come as if newborn. Let us not fill our mouths with so many faltering names with so many sad formalities, with so many pompous letters, with so much of yours and mine, with so much signing of papers. I have a mind to confuse things, unite them, bring them to birth, mix them up, undress them, unto the light of the world has the oneness of the ocean, a generous, vast wholeness, a crepitent fragrance.